Merry Christmas, y'all. Welcome. Let's worship the Lord now. We welcome you into the spaces that we're in today.
Oh. 
Yes, you may be seated. It is so good to be here. I can't believe Christmas has arrived. I think this was the most anticipated Christmas in history. Well, maybe except for the first one. But anyway, wherever you are at today, whether you're here with us or you're joining us online, I am so glad that you are here today. You know, I was praying for this time that we're going to have together today. And I was praying this morning. And God gave me this picture of him filling in the gaps. And I feel like for each of us, wherever you're at uh, emotionally, there's something missing. And we're running around and we're doing things. And I believe this is a time that we're having together now where God will come, where Jesus will show up and fill in what is missing. I had this picture of a puzzle. You know, if you're building a puzzle and there's like three, four, four pieces missing. And he's like, here, here it is. Complete your puzzle. And the picture is complete. And you go, ah, yes, thank you, Jesus. And that's my prayer for you and me today, that we may experience that as we come to God's presence together. So today, um, we also get to light the fifth Advent candle, which is the Christ candle. He has come. So we have all the, the candles lit. And I want to invite you to read the scripture with me together and meditate on these words of the coming of Jesus. This is out of Luke chapter 2. 
And I want us to read this together. And even if you're at home, read together with us and think about these words. Um, Luke 2, verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Amen. Oh, what a powerful, powerful portion of scripture. I just love receiving this uh, imagery in my head of what that was like that day. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we also have an opportunity for giving, and we celebrate the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and all that God is doing in us, through us, in here, in Christ's community. And this is an opportunity for us to be generous like our God is generous. And, and part of the giving today will go to uh, Cold Weather Shelter. We love their ministry. And we invite you to help support the ministry helping there, as well as the ministry happening here at Christ Community and all the things that God is doing. If you're watching us online on the live chat, there will be a button, easy way. If you're watching later or anytime, just go to our website and it's super easy to do it that way as well. So let's take this next song, these next few moments here um, to partner in that way with God and what he's doing through our giving. I want to pray for you right now. Let's pray together. Oh God, we love you. We love your faithfulness. You are a God who provides you never leave us, you never forsake us. And it's an honor that we get to be a blessing as you also bless us. We want to bless those that are in need today. 
Jesus, would you show up? Would you provide to their needs? And would you bless this offering? Father, use us in however ways that uh, you need us today. How do you need me today? I want to be used by you. So we present ourselves to you and we bless this time as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we continue to worship, just assume whatever posture is comfortable for you. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to um, get into a worship uh, mentality and heart filled with Christmas songs, but I feel like this song that we're gonna worship the Lord with always centers me on Him. So let's worship Him together.
his glory and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slaves are to speak to our hearts now. We praise you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So a few weeks ago, I had something happen to me that I had never experienced in my entire life. I ran out of gas. Um, Now, this is a big deal uh, because I sort of pride myself 
on being able to push the limit of my gas tank, you know, without running out. I know exactly how many gallons are left in the gas tank when that little low fuel light, you know, comes on, 3.5 gallons, and I know how many miles to the gallon that I get, and so when that light comes on, I know exactly how many miles I have left. Now, all this calculation drives my wife, Raylene, absolutely nuts. She's like, why are you pushing this? Just get some gas. But she doesn't understand. It's the challenge of getting close to fumes without actually getting there. And I was amazing. I was amazing at meeting that challenge until a few weeks ago. Uh, so it was Friday. It was my day off. We were doing some furniture shopping in Denver. Light came on, but I still figured I had 75 miles left, you know, put on cruise, put it on cruise, I-25, we would be golden. So just past 83rd Avenue, uh, coming into town on 10th Street, my car just freaked out. I mean, every light on the instrument panel suddenly lit up. The car sort of froze, and then it just died. And I immediately, I immediately realized what I had done. And what made it worse was that Raylene was there to mock me, uh, which she did. And so I had to call a neighbor uh, to bring a gas can and bailed us out. But then once I got to the gas station, I, I filled up the tank, got to the gas station, filled up everything. The warning lights were like, they were still on. It was like my car was still mad at me. Um, and, and so I had to call the dealership and drive over there so that they could do a manual reset. It was like my car had experienced this traumatic event in my care, and it needed to be recalibrated by someone else. <laughs> you know, someone who knew what they were, they were doing, apparently. You know, when I, when I think about this past year, 2020, I think we can all say that it has been a traumatic experience. At some level, we have all experienced trauma. By definition, trauma is our response to a deeply distressing event that causes us to feel overwhelmed and helpless. I'm guessing that for most of us here, there were times, maybe many times this past year, when you felt like all the warning lights on your dashboard were fully lit and your gas tank was empty. I mean, how many times in the past few months have you had this thought, I don't know how much longer I can do this, trying to navigate quarantines and school and work and life and isolation and holidays and relational tension and feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. Our dashboards are lit up. We are pushed to the max and we don't know what to do. So what does the Christmas story offer us in our depleted, weary, lonely, discouraging situation? A lot, actually. The Christmas story offers us an opportunity for our souls to be recalibrated. And what I believe God wants to recalibrate them with is joy. <laughs> joy, one of the major themes that permeates the accounts of Christmas given to us in the Bible is joy. The Christmas story shows us how we can experience joy no matter what our circumstances. Now, there, there are two very different groups of people we want to focus on here in two very different circumstances who, whose hearts 
get recalibrated with joy because of Jesus' birth. The first group is the shepherds. Luke tells us that there was a group of shepherds out living outside the city, watching over their flocks that night. These are not people of economic influence or, or uh, political status in the city. They are outsiders. They spend a good portion of their lives in the fields and in darkness. They're, they're working the night shift. I mean, talk about an emotionally and physically challenging existence with plenty of room for despair, for loneliness, for discouragement, for detachment. I mean, some of us can relate to those kinds of feelings. COVID has caused us to feel more, more isolated, more discouraged, more detached. What is so fascinating to me that it is, it, is that th it is this group of people to whom God chooses to first share the good news of Jesus' birth. And I want you to notice the first words out of the angel's mouth to them. Verse 10, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Notice what God says will be the primary impact of this good news. Joy, actually not just joy, great joy. The Greek word used here is the word megas. It's the word from which we get our word mega. I mean, God is promising mega joy to these shepherds in the midst of their difficult and dark circumstances. He is inviting them to experience a recalibration of joy. And that joy, of course, is found in Jesus, but not simply in Jesus as a historical figure or, or as some example to follow, their joy is found in experiencing Jesus as a Savior. Look again at verse 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the, one of the biggest joy stealers in, in my life is when circumstances feel overwhelming and I take it upon myself to figure out how to manage this, how to fix this, how to deal with this. I immediately begin to feel this pressure to perform, this stress to do something, even when often I don't even know what to, what to do, right? <laughs> which even makes the, which makes the stress even more stressful. I mean, this past week was so challenging for me. In that regard, just not feeling physically well and just having some just struggles with all that. And I just, I found myself in the midst of all that last week, just leaning in to this truth that what Jesus offers us as Savior is, is, is the taking of the weight of these things off of our shoulders and onto his. I mean, that, that's what he did on the cross, he took our sins upon himself. But it is so much more than that. Jesus invites us to experience a life in which we continually trust in him, in which we continually cast upon him our worries and our stresses. We, we let him be savior, not only for our salvation, but for our everyday lives. I love how the Apostle Paul describes this experience in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He, he's struggling with some thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what this thorn in the flesh was, but it won't go away. Three times he asked the Lord to, to remove this. And this is what God said to him. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power 
is made perfect in weakness. That's what God said to Paul. So here's Paul's response to that. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Where do you feel weak? That's exactly the place Jesus wants to be Savior to you. He meets us in our loneliness. He meets us in our fear. He meets us in our addictions. He meets us in our relational struggles. God with us. He wants to give us his strength in the midst of our struggles. You are not alone. Jesus is with you. Let that truth settle into your soul on this Christmas Eve and bring joy into any area of discouragement or darkness. Now, there's a second group of people in the Christmas story who also experience joy, but this group is very different than the shepherds. Okay, this group is the Magi Now that we read about in Matthew chapter 2. Now, unlike the shepherds, the Magi were people of influence. I mean, they were in an elite category. They had the respect of kings. They had surpassing intellect and wisdom, and they had wealth. I mean, they weren't living outside the city with a bunch of sheep. They were living in nice dwellings in the city and were consulted for important matters. Their life was pretty secure, just like some of us. For some of us here, or those watching online, for some of us here, COVID has, has yeah, it's been a hassle, but it, has, it hasn't had a huge impact on our life. We're, we're doing pretty well financially, emotionally, vocationally, but here's the danger for, for us. It's very easy for us to look to this world to be our joy, to look to the purchases we've made, the gifts we're going to receive, the increasing of our mutual fund portfolio, our health. It's easy for us to set our heart on the next Amazon Prime delivery or the latest news or whatever. And what we discover is that these things, while, while temporarily elevating our, our dopamine levels, these things don't really bring us lasting joy. I don't know if you can relate to this, but for me, I often feel way more joy in anticipating Christmas than in actually experiencing it, right? The, the days leading up to Christmas are more joyful for me than the feeling I have tomorrow afternoon when the presents have been opened, my stomach is filled with food, and I sort of feel this sadness that it's over. And, and the more I've been thinking about that reality, the more I'm realizing that that is an indicator that I'm actually missing the true joy of Christmas. See, these magi, these magi had studied the messianic prophecies, they had studied the heavens, and they realized that a certain star in the sky was a sign that this baby had been born. And so they left their comfortable homes, and then they head out on this journey to worship this newborn king. And throughout this journey, the star goes ahead of them until it stops over the place where the now two-year-old baby Jesus was living. And when they realize that the star has now led them to Jesus the Messiah, 
they respond in a very significant way. Matthew says this, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. He doesn't simply say they rejoiced or that they rejoiced with great joy. He says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Matthew uses three separate words to emphasize the extent of their joy. This is supersized joy, okay? This, this is joy on steroids. This is, this is like off-the-charts joy. So what what was going on with these guys? Were they doing high fives? Were they dancing in the streets or the dirt path or whatever they were on? I don't know. I don't know. What we do know is that their joy was so full, it resulted in tangible re rejoicing, a complete recalibration of their lives and hearts. So what was it that stirred that kind of joy in their hearts? It wasn't simply seeing Jesus as Savior, no, these guys saw Jesus as their ultimate treasure. In that moment, they realized that all their wealth and power and influence and security paled in comparison to knowing Jesus. In fact, we read in the next few verses that as they approached Jesus, they gave him their treasures. When you treasure Jesus above everything else, everything else becomes a gift to joyfully offer to him. Because in him, we have everything we need. In him, our deepest desires are met. When Jesus is our deepest treasure, tomorrow afternoon becomes a joy-filled experience, not a letdown. Because we know that no matter how wonderful or disappointing our Christmas gifts were, we have in our possession the ultimate treasure no matter whether or not we were able to gather with family and friends, we have in our possession the ultimate treasure. Now, please hear me. I'm not, I'm not minimizing the real feelings of loneliness or, or disappointment or unmet longings that we may be feeling in this season. Those are real, and they can be extremely painful. But, but what I believe Jesus wants to remind us of today is that he is our Savior and our treasure. He is with us in our pain and struggles. And he is far more valuable than anything this world has to offer us. So let's let him recalibrate our hearts around these truths as we find our joy in him. Would you pray with me? So I want to invite us on this Christmas Eve, I want to invite us just to process these truths in our souls just with a couple of questions. First question, are you experiencing Jesus as Savior? Maybe you're in circumstances that feel overwhelming, maybe weaknesses and fears that feel heavier than you can bear. Christ's power is made perfect in weakness. So lean into him. Cast your cares upon him. Lord, I pray for all of us, we would know you as Savior. We would know your nearness and power in the midst of our weakness our weaknesses, our struggles. And there may be some of you here and you have 
maybe never received the ultimate gift of Jesus being your personal savior, saving you from your sin and filling you with his life and his love. So if that's you and you know you long to enter into a relationship with God through Christ, would you pray with me? I wanna lead you in a prayer right now. Just pray with me in the quiet of your heart, wherever you are, if you're here in this room, if you're watching online, wherever you are, just pray with me. Dear God, I acknowledge that you are holy and that I am separated from you. I believe Jesus came to earth and he died on a cross to pay the penalty for my sin. Thank you, Jesus. And I choose right now to place my trust in you alone. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. Come live in me through the presence of your spirit, changing me from the inside out. Father, I pray for anyone who prayed that prayer. Help them grow in their experience of you as Savior. Now, for all of us, there's another question I want us just to think about for a moment. Are, are you experiencing Jesus as your ultimate treasure? Not gifts, not things, but him as your ultimate treasure. God, we want that. We want to experience and to see Jesus as our ultimate treasure. We, we acknowledge, we sometimes put our hope and our trust in other things, but we, we want you, Jesus, to be our first love. And I pray for that in our hearts right now. I pray that tomorrow afternoon. I pray that in the weeks and months to come, that we would know you as Savior. We would know you as our treasure and our, that our hearts would be recalibrated in your joy. We love you. We love you, God.
Till that stone was moved for good For the land that conquered death And the dead was from their tombs And the angels stood in love For the souls of all who come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born Then the Spirit lit the flame Now this gospel Heavenly, oh. 
Jesus, thank you that you bring peace, the peace of your presence. We welcome you into our lives, our hearts, our circumstances. We love you. So before I dismiss you, um, I wanted to mention just a couple of things. First of all, we are, <coughs> excuse me, we are here for you. So if at any point over the holidays you would like to pray, you'd like someone to pray with, just go to our website. A chat box will open, and you can um, type in just uh, a message there, and there is someone on the other end, and and uh, they would love to pray with you. So that's available through the holidays. Um, secondly, let me just remind us that there will be no in-person worship services this coming weekend. We're giving our volunteers and staff a break. We will have online service, a great online service, and, and worship experience for you. Um, so no in-person services this weekend. And then finally, in response to God's amazing gift to us through his son, Jesus, if you would like to invest in all that God is doing in people's lives through Christ community, you can do that online. Just go on our website or you can mail in a donation. What, what an amazing Savior we have. So let me dismiss you now with a blessing. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Have a wonderful Christmas. God bless you.